I've got some great news for Football Nation Radio listeners. Our supportive partner, Northern Motor Group, is offering $250 off any in-stock vehicle this end of financial year. That's if you take delivery before the 30th of June. With eight big car brands, MG, Nissan, Kia, Isuzu Ute, Jeep, Ram, Samsung... Peugeot and Pacific Caravans, it's literally a one-stop shop for all your driving needs. Plus, with over 150 quality pre-owned vehicles, Northern Motor Group really does have your next vehicle purchase ready and waiting. Don't wait. Visit www.northernmotorgroup.com.au today. They're in Grimshaw Street, Bundura, and tell them George sent you. LMCT 6595. She lays it off, Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Yes, driving! What a hit from Melina Rez! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick. Meet him up, 1-0! Hello and welcome back to another edition of Radio Dub here on FNR. Without yours truly pure friend Pong, joined by... Oscar Rutherford, as always, we were took a week off, which is just something we do here on Radio Dub. It's just kind of a vibe that we appreciate and respect. Self care, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to take a nap. You just got to relax for his yeah. time. You know, so this is demanding stuff. A man. mental health day. Exactly. Yeah. This is demanding stuff. Not to talk to the players. It's fantastic to talk to the players. It's always great. But you know, the travels are what the travels, the travels, mm. the travel. You know what I mean? For sure. We're committed. We're obviously committed, really committed to the show. We really, really, really do enjoy it. But obviously with the dub season being over, we are transitioning to talk about the NPL Victoria, the most important competition going on throughout the year. Um, quite frankly, some would say the most important tournament happening this year in Australia. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. I can't think of anything that would really rival it, to be honest. I have no idea if there's anything bigger. But... Different playing fields, whatever yeah, exactly. those other competitions are. Like, I, I, whatever they are, they escape me at the exactly. moment. Exactly. They don't, even, they don't even register as, like, things that are happening. Because no. NPL Victoria is just such a massive, all-consuming space that you just kind of got to respect. I'm hearing there are people who will be coming from all over the world just to watch the back half of the NPL that yeah, season. Yeah, I've heard that there are songs specifically for... Each individual club, you know, like it's, it's just huge. it's it's beautiful. I've I've heard that. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> How about you going to keep this going? Yeah, <laughs> I can't say that. I was going to say something, and then I was like, I like my life. Okay, all <laughs> right. I really like my life, uh, but no, we are going to be speaking to Danielle Wise. Huge, huge. Made the off off season uh, switch from Heidelberg to South Melbourne. As a Golden Boot winner as well. Exactly. Big acquisition from South Melbourne. Mm-hmm. We'll talk a little, talk to her a little bit about how the season's going, how her, uh, you know, what are her future aspirations? Is, are we going to see her in the dub? Are we? Is there going to be more ammunition for us to talk about how great NPL Victoria is mm-hmm. when we get another player in the competition? Good point. Um, we're going to ask her a whole host of questions, obviously radio dub vibe questions as well. Um, and it should be, it should be a lot of fun, but. We are in what round are we in? Round twelve now? We just played round, round eleven, right? Eleven. Yes. Yeah, so we're in round twelve yeah. heading into this weekend. But we've had eleven rounds of the of the MPL. Being surprising. I'm just surprised actually, uh, at the current states of the table. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly by a side the by the name of Bulleen. I was expecting a little bit more from them. 
how have you seen their run so far? Baleen specifically? Yeah, Baleen specifically. Well, I, I, I think the Baleen are perhaps the most representative of the phenomenon that we will see over the next few weeks yeah. of the transformation that the teams have now that they've got new firepower coming in. We've seen the likes of, you know, Beatty Goat and, and Paige Joyce and, and all of those Tiff players. Artis. Tiff Eliadis. Tiff uh, I'm sure we're forgetting someone, TJ Vlanich. Yes. All these players. So that's half your team, which is just a completely oh, new team. Alani Anchevsky. Alani Anchevsky, yeah. Well, can't believe we did Yeah, over that was, half that was your team. That was, that was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. So we, we will see a very different Berlin team over the next few weeks gradually forming than what we've seen for the first 10 weeks of the season. Uh, so that will be a, a different thing to see. I mean, you you saw Berlin in the flesh over the weekend. Did you did you see any improvements in, in their general play? I did. Play? I was... I think I left, walked away maybe a little bit disappointed by their performance as a whole because I saw the midweek result against Burundara and it was a comfortable, I think it was 4-0. I know I know they definitely scored four goals. I can't remember if Burundara scored. But they were quite they were comfortable in that win and you saw a, a very experienced squad put out that there. That win being a 2-0 win over Southern United, just for clarity. Yeah, the, sake. Southern, United, the Southern United game, they... they one two nil down at uh, Slandra Recreational Reserve, and fifteen minutes away from my house. Very happy about mm, that. Convenience. Very convenient. Uh, but the their performance just was. I don't know. I, every time I watch them, I'm always wanting more. I, I think that they, for with a side with a lot of uh, attacking options, I don't see them being as aggressive as I you know would like them to be. And maybe that will. And I'm, I'm just have no doubt it will, it will come as the season goes. But I thought that Southern United are have definitely obviously sit bottom of the like bottom of the table, and they are it's the quality they have compared to the other sides in the competition. It makes sense that they are there at that current spot. And Southern United had moments in this game, and obviously that is it's the MPL, and you know that stuff can happen. But I was just maybe expecting a little bit more from them at times with their performance. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. I mean, we we both called Berlin together, didn't we, the week prior to that when they're in their draw with Calder. And, you know, I think you do have to give space for, for Caitlin Friend to integrate yeah, those new absolutely. players, even if those That's players... That's why I'm not fully off the bandwagon. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm still there. I'm still there. There's still time. Yeah. Southern United, another team who, who've made some recruitments in that, I think has improved them slightly. But, of course, the gap between Southern United and the rest of the competition we're seeing is quite wide. Uh, but I think we've got Danielle Wise on in a really great week because the game of the round, it was just extraordinary. To... <laughs> She's, she 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 had a great, must have had a great weekend. She did, yeah. And it was, I mean, for those unaware, South Melbourne four, Burundara three. Yes, is just what a crazy result. You wouldn't you when you like when you've got the season guide out, you wouldn't have thought that's the game that's going to have the game of the week. Yeah, because you would have said maybe, I would have said looking at this week, I would have gone Box Hill Preston. Now that's. That's the game of the round, right? Evenly matched teams. Evenly yeah. matched, yeah. good quality all throughout the, both sides. And uh, it just, that Burundara game, whew, Burundara have, have surprised me as well. They've been, they've, they've, they've deserved, they've deserved, they've deserved yeah. uh, their positioning on the, on the table. But to talk about the game of the ground, We've of, quite, the of the ground. See, I swear, <laughs> the you know what's so weird for me? I'm so bad at the English language <laughs> and also so bad at geography. And oh, really? And sometimes I want to say I wasn't born here, so I get an excuse yeah. out of it. But I feel like I've lived here for a long time. I don't feel like it's it's appropriate anymore. You know what I mean? I feel like it's a bit childish. <laughs> a bit of a get out clause? Yeah, a bit of a get out of it. Leaning on it a exactly. bit too heavily? But talking about that 
South Melbourne Burundara uh, Burundara Eagles game. We've got to talk about the game winner, the the well, goal scorer of the game winner. Is that English? Well, I think we all know what you it's mean. But yeah. I'm really struggling today. Yeah. We're lucky enough to be joined by Danielle Wise. Danielle, how are you? Good. How are you guys? We're, we're doing we're doing good. I'm sorry I butchered your intro so so bad. <laughs> it was sometimes I I try to do too much and it just it, I fail and this is what's happened right now. <laughs> That's fine. How does it feel to score? that late in a game yeah. and secured the win for your side? How, like, what are your emotions like? Um, if anyone saw the videos, I think that everyone would agree that my emotions were extremely high. Um, I think <laughs> I think I couldn't contain it. I don't think I've ever celebrated like that before. So I think it was just one of those um, things that I felt like we really deserved it. And it just, um, yeah, it happened to be that I scored. And in the moment, I'd, I can't even. I don't even think I can explain my emotions, to be honest. I mean, it was a bit of a, a scrappy introduction there, Pakura. I think you could use a similar word to describe that final goal because, yeah. I mean, Danielle, how much did you know about it when it kind of came off the goalkeeper and rebounded into you and went back into the back of the net? Was that all part of the grand plan? I, I wish. I just. I ran at her and hoped that she would. Um, she would cough it up a little bit, and it just happened to hit something of me and I think I watched it about a hundred times to work out what it actually hit because I looked up and it was in the back of the net and I just yeah uh, I don't even know what it hit so um I didn't really care to be honest as long as it went in the back of the net I was happy. Goal scoring is something you're not too dissimilar you are very familiar with the concept of goal scoring you did it a lot last year it was I think some teams probably were praying that you just wouldn't play that game because you were just scoring was just something you did so frequently that part of your game, how have you, you know, evolved it and become more, so much more consistent in it and felt, you know, how have you felt your game develop overall is the question, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I think um, <laughs> I think as a striker, um, you learn to develop, I guess, the skill of being in a certain situation and um, having to deal with certain situations and changing your runs because of certain defenders or... Uh, whatever it might be. So I I think as time has gone on, I've just learned what my strengths are and just tried to stick to my strengths and um, block out anything else and just do what I do best. And I think my the best thing I do is I guess just I just work as hard as I can and just hope that I get the rewards at the end of the day. Well, Danielle, you made the big decision in the off-season to make the switch from, from Heidelberg to South Melbourne. It's a big call. It's always exciting when a player makes that transition. I guess what was the motivating factor behind that decision and, and how have you found life at Lakeside? Blue. Yeah, really good. <laughs> In the blue, yeah. Um, look, it, it wasn't an easy decision and I think for any player in the MPL, it, it is always hard to leave a team and um, Heidelberg was a, a great team and I have nothing to bad to say about Heidelberg. Um, South is amazing. Like I think that the South family and the South community is one of a kind. Um, their facilities are next level. Um, South have a a great name and a great history behind them. And um, personally, for me, I felt like I needed a, a challenge, a different challenge. Sorry, and a and a change. And um, I just decided to bite the bullet. And it, like I said, it was not easy. And I still have great connections at Heidelberg. Um, but in saying that, I am really happy with my decision to make move over to South this year. 
playing at South Melbourne, you're playing with one of Radio Dub's favourite players in Francesca Iamano, who is – she does – she, she for, I don't know if she currently holds it, but she did for a certain period of time hold the number one guest title. Yeah. Um, what's it like <laughs> playing with, uh, with Franny? Firstly, it doesn't surprise me. Um, secondly, um, she's a great person. She's such a character and um, such a good person to be around. Um, to be honest, she's only been at training or um, involved in games, etc., for the last few weeks. And um, I personally didn't know Franny that well beforehand. I knew of Franny and we've had bypassing conversations um, about soccer and whatnot, but uh, I didn't know her that that well, and we clicked um, straight away, which is concerning. So she's <laughs> she's a good egg. She no, she's uh, Franny is uh, she's she's very funny individual, yeah. Franny. And uh, something that this your South Melbourne side of you guys have got Misha Westland into your squad as well, and you're sitting second on the table. How confident are you heading into you know the I was going to say the back half, but it's not really. But you know what I mean, the like rest. the rest of the season, <laughs> heading into the rest of the season, and and finishing maybe top or winning it all. I would like. Uh, I, I try to be humble. Um, <laughs> I would like to say that I'm extremely, extremely confident with who we've um, who we've got in our squad. And um, all I can say is that I feel like as a as a whole, and even without the A League girls that have been added into our team, um, we have a great squad and there's girls, like I said in my post-match interview on the weekend, there's girls on the, the bench that are ready to go and um, they're all, we're all fighting and that it makes it competitive, which is really good. And each week we're, we're fighting for a position and we're fighting to perform and that's only making us better. So as the season goes on, because of that, we're seeming to connect better and to play better and we're all... Uh, everyone counts is pretty much all I'm saying. Everyone in our team counts and everyone's making an impact. And if we continue that trend, um, I would really hope that we will be right up there contesting for the for the um, top of the table. South Melbourne are one of the teams that have impressed me the most in terms of their improvement. Oscar, just because we were guest on doesn't season. mean you have to, you know... You, make it about you, me. Yeah, make it about you. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try hard. <laughs> I'll try really hard. No, but, but South Melbourne, the, the growth that we've seen in this season compared to where they were last campaign, it's been really impressive. And they really stamped that with their win over Burundara over the weekend. I presume, Danielle, that you, you will take a reasonable amount of the credit for those steps forward. <laughs> oh, that's really awkward to um, comment on. <laughs> no, don't, um, don't listen to Oscar. Honestly, there's there's been a, a good amount of change in South and the players that have come in, um, but there's obviously players that are still there and um, we're just trying to be that help to connect the dots, I guess, in the team and to bring that little extra spark that they might have needed and um, South has always been a really good team and last year I remember playing them and they beat um, us uh, at being at Heidelberg in the night cup and it was probably one of the hardest games that we played that season within that night cup um, semi-final and it still kills me to this day um, even though I'm now playing for South (laughs) that um, they were still they were still very hard to play against so um, table last year um yeah, where they were sitting, it just yeah was was the the lack of the season and the the lack of how they went. But they've always been competitive, a competitive team. Now I don't want to like I don't, obviously we shouldn't harp on that Nike FC Cup mm. for too long, but 
That was one of my favorite. That. that was one of my favorite games of last year. It was so chaotic. I honestly, you blinked and something else happened. I just, it was, it was crazy. But we won't, we won't, we won't talk about that for any any longer than we need to. Good idea, <laughs> Danielle. I want to just talk about you for a second. Obviously, you've playing playing the MPL for a while, and I was speaking to somebody. I was like, you know, who I would like to see in a dub uniform. It's Danielle Wise. She's great. NPL Victoria has lots of great players. Well, I'm not that- the only one making it about myself, but yeah, uh, go on. Oscar, yeah. Oscar, Oscar, no, no, when I'm the host, I get to do what I like. You're a co-host. Yeah? It's, a different, <laughs> it's a different rules, okay? But, Danielle, is that something that you have in your aspirations to play in the dub or is, are you, do you just love just being so dominant in the NPL? Um, I was a step to possibly doing it last season and I was um, very, very close to signing an A-League contract. Um, I had a small handful of clubs contact contact me and um, it was honestly a decision I had to make whether I was having to give up my job and my job at the moment is something that is extremely full on and I would not have been able to juggle both and obviously as everyone knows in the A-League women's it it is very hard and there's a lot of sacrifice. Um, I came to a conclusion that I was maybe going to sacrifice a little bit and it, and it fell through with the club that I was going to sign for. Um, but it is hard it, and it's something that I think that I've not really gone down the, the track for because I just have been in a job that it is extremely hard for me to, to do that and to do my job. And it's obviously um, I'm now 27, so I'm, I am quite – I would like to say old. Um, <laughs> I am older compared to a lot of the girls that are – um, tracking in the A-League and I've um, yeah it's been it's been hard and um, I guess my lifestyle and what I'm doing with my job has made it even harder so um, yeah it's just been one of those things. Well Danielle even if you don't play in the dub I, I just already know because NPL Victoria is so dominant that I've just I kind of already always know when an NPL Victoria player comes into the dub it's just automatic success like success points just accumulate and Lana Yanchevsky the voices of the world. But you know what? It is what it is. We would love to see you there, but we are loving seeing you play in the NPL. What's been, besides this last weekend that just happened, what's been a game that sticks out in your mind is that was the best game I ever played or your favourite game ever, just as being on the pitch? Oh, I don't even think I can think past this weekend, <laughs> last weekend. Um Oh gosh, that's put me on the spot. Probably in my in my career. Are we talking my career or more so this year? Uh, let's go your career. We, we, don't, we don't like to limit here okay. on Radio Dub. <laughs> um, I think one would have been I played at Gold Coast United for six months. My fiance moved there um, during COVID to play, and I decided to join while I was there because why not? You just had to um, show off and just play the competition as well. <laughs> play a different um and in another different state um and we won the championship which that game I think was probably one of the most exciting games I'd just come back from an eight-week injury um where I pretty much blew my um ankle into pieces um and I was really busting to get get back and I think I trained once for about 20 minutes and then I ended up playing 90 minutes that game just because the adrenaline was too hard to to even feel anything until after the match. So um, that was, it was a great match. And I think that's probably been a highlight to, to win that with that club. And it is that Gold Coast United is also a great club. And 
Um, I just remember the celebrations after it were were extremely fun and we all had a good time after it. But uh, we're always winning a championship and a championship game is a is a big one for the books. Did you, when you left that competition, did you just leave with the confirmation in your mind that NPL Victoria is the most dominant NPL competition? Um, yes, I think that Victoria is above Queensland. New South Wales um, is pretty high. So <laughs> New South Wales and Victoria would be neck and neck. Um, but yeah, the, but the competition there is quite know strong as next, well. We know who's next ahead and that's NPL Victoria. Mm. I feel like we've just got that confirmed, Oscar. Yeah, well, I mean, Danielle, if you couldn't tell, this is very much an NBL Victoria propaganda podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Parochial. We've got merchandise coming very soon. Merchandise is coming. It's, it's really a nonstop train. I mean, what what has been the biggest... You mentioned playing in, in those interstate competitions in New South Wales and Queensland. What is, I guess, in your mind, the defining feature of MPL Victoria that makes it different from those other competitions that you've played in? Um, to uh, In regards to the competition, especially this year, it's very even across the board. If you look at our ladder, I think from about eighth position, there's only points between. And um, it's been extremely hard to break away from it, from the pack. And obviously that's the, the goal for most of the teams are to win every game because if you lose one game, you could end up from second to sixth um, just because of three points being dropped. So the competitiveness across the board within Victoria is high and um, there isn't a team that's an easy team that you go into a game and think, oh, this, this is three points here. It's like every single game you're competing and it's you just don't know what's going to happen in that game. And it's a definition of, I guess, football and what it can be about. And it's just on whatever happens on the day happens. Now, see, that is true. That is very fair. And you know what? Here on Radio Dub, we are, maybe, maybe you can't tell, Danielle, we are very unserious people. Um, <laughs> I think it was apparent from the first moment <laughs> so we spoke. Very unserious people. We, we just love the competition. I, we want to obviously get to know the players. And I want to know, Danielle, what is on your playlist leading up to a game? And what is on the, the celebrate, celebratory playlist as well? Um, I think I'll start with celebratory. Um, the celebration song. So originally we were listening to Adele, which was extremely like, I don't know why, um, was our celebration song, but everyone got so involved. It's um, actually, we love it now. So it everyone gets singing. Um, prior to the game, it's a mixture. We've got girls that will be listening to requesting songs that I don't even understand um, to the <laughs> To the Chris Browns, the Nicki Minaj's, to everyone getting up and pole dancing, like it's yeah, it's a mixture of things in our in our change room. Lucky the door's shut. <laughs> See, this is I this music playlist. I want to know: is there like a like does one person just bring their phone, or is there like a South Melbourne playlist that just everyone adds songs to? Like, what's how does it work? I'm the DJ, so it's um, oh. it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit of me. Okay. DJ okay. Wise, it never works. <laughs> Yo, DJ Wise wow. on the tracks here. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Wait, what is one song that you have to play? You don't care if anybody else is like likes it or not, but you've got to play it. I'm a Chris Brown girl, and anything Chris Brown, I'm happy with. I don't care how slow it is; it pumps me up. No, fair, fair. Are we? New Chris Brown or old Chris Brown? Because I'm, I'm like Chris Brown's OG album, uh, Yo, excuse me, uh, Miss. That's one of my favorite Chris Brown songs ever, and it's a peak, peak vibe. What's the Chris Brown rotation like? Early or now? B 
bit of both, a bit of no guidance, oh. bit of bit of bit of everything. Anything Chris Brown, I'm happy with. We trust DJ Wise, is what we're saying here, Radio Dub. But, but also, <laughs> how do you end up as DJ Wise? Do you walk into the club and start introducing yourself? Hi, I'm DJ, DJ Wise. Wise. <laughs> to meet you. Nice to meet you. DJ Wise, wonderful, fantastic. Who's playing the song? Well, well. <laughs> It comes with um, being the oldest one and trying to make the change room not not be stale. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Walk, walking in and playing it. No, very much. Well, DJ Wise, thank you for joining <laughs> us here, <laughs> here on Radio You'll Dub. hear that on the comms around the competition. The DJ Wise. DJ Wise. <laughs> I, I regret this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you joining us on the show. Uh, good luck on the weekend. Who are you guys playing on the weekend? I, I've forgotten. Heidelberg. Oh, my days. Oscar. Sunday Arvo, Pakua. How are you? Get with it. Are you excited for this? How are your nerves feeling for this game? Um, a lot better than the first round. So I think um, we obviously played Heidelberg first round of the season, and I think that was kind of purpose. But <laughs> anyway, um, a lot better than the first round. But obviously walking in their gates and, um, you know, I haven't been there and played on that pitch since I've left. So it's a big Big day, but we have a job to do, and that's what my mind's set to. It doesn't matter who we're playing. Returning to the village, are you expecting any hostility in your reception? Uh, they don't. They don't diss DJ Wise oh, down well, at the Olympic Village. They can't do that. I, I mean, it's 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 good when you have DJ Wise in your team, but when DJ Wise defects, it becomes it, hurts, it cuts deep. Um, who knows? Like, I don't think so. Like I said, there's not bad, any bad blood. Um, you know, uh, whatever happens, I don't know, but just got to block out whatever it is. But I can't expect that to happen when I walk in. Well, DJ Wise, thank you for joining us here on, on Ready Dub. That was Danielle Wise with us. Uh, if you missed this interview, check it out on Spotify and everything else. We will go to a quick break and we'll be right back to talk more NPL Victoria football. Pickett, she lays it off to Reza Polaris. Hello and uh, welcome back from that quick long ad break. I don't know. If you listen to the podcast, you won't even know. It's the beauty of listening to the show. Timeless ad break. Timeless ad break. That didn't even happen. Uh, but if you missed the first 20 minutes of the show, we were lucky enough to be joined by DJ Wise, also known as Danny L. Wise, who plays for South Melbourne uh, here in the NPL Victoria. With uh, just getting her thoughts on football. And um, do you know what the thing... That's what we do, yeah. Yep. Yeah, got her thoughts on football. <laughs> thoughts on football. But, you know, the key thing about Radio Dub is about the music. And now that we yeah. know her name is DJ Wise, I think she should get some merch printed, if I'm honest about <laughs> the situation. I feel like that's been your idea like four times at the moment. We, oh, yeah. we haven't quite taken the next step no, on any of them. That's because I don't have the finances. But I feel like, you know, if you've got the finances for it. <laughs> Funding for Radio Dub. <laughs> Funding for Radio Dub. Uh, but Kickstarter. Something yeah. that well, I was really fascinated to hear about you know, her not getting the contracts for a dub mm. club, which I find really interesting because I think that she's a player who I think would do extremely well mm. for s- some clubs. I think if you watch the competition, you know which clubs could do with a striker. There are a few of them. We're not going to list them, but if you watch the competition, mm. you would know. And I think that she's very versatile in her game and uh, I think that she's she doesn't miss barely. <laughs> like she's she's one of the best. She was gold medal winner, gold Golden Boot winner, mm. sorry, a gold medal that went to uh, Sarah Kane and, and Sophia Carlos. Yeah. One of those we've had on the show. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, I, I think that you know Central Coast Mariners—they're a new team mm. that are coming into the competition, yep. and with Sydney being such, there are only so many players in Sydney, and there are a lot of clubs there. Yeah, um, I think that it'd be worthwhile for yeah. those clubs to have a Western Sydney. Would they be yeah, Western as well? Sydney yeah. don't have a striker. Right yeah. Now. There are lots of there are lots of clubs who who I think would be a good fit, and yeah. I think it would be really exciting to see Danielle get that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so she'd do quite well. She would do absolutely fantastic, in my opinion. But we'll talk a little bit more about some of the games that happened in round eleven of the MPL Victoria. Yeah, we touched on a little bit of South Melbourne and Burundara, obviously with Danielle as well in that game. Mm. But do you have any final final closing thoughts on that game, Oscar? Well, I just the the first half was one of the most extraordinary halves that we've seen this season, and the first twenty minutes in particular. South Melbourne were so good. That was one of the best 20-minute spells I've seen. I mean, that was contributed to by the fact that Burundara... You love a 20-minute, good 20-minute good spell of quality football. And they, they, it was there. It was there. Burundara weren't really at the races. It really looked like South had gotten the big, you know, rev up before going, you know, this is our, this is our home ground. We're going to beat the yes, league leaders yeah. here. And they came out firing. But the football that they were playing, Burundara couldn't touch the ball. And every time they did, they passed it straight back to South Melbourne. That was just for the start. Whereas South Melbourne, they pressed really well. There were some really great passages where they were keeping the ball and they were building up nicely from the back. There was, there was a spell just before the third goal, which is probably my favourite that I've seen this season, <laughs> of, of they were being pressed hard into their own half and South Melbourne played out from the back. It's around the 15th, 16th minute and it was, it was chef's kiss kind of stuff. It was really wonderful. Did you say chef's kiss? I did say chef's kiss. Nice, fair enough, man. Cool. I've not heard you had say that on the show, so, so cool. bringing some variety. I'm, I'm always evolving, Pakura. No, I like that. This, is, this show expressing. we are we are constantly like we encourage evol- yeah. evolution. Well, we speak about food a bit, so I thought it was also <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> no, so, so South Melbourne were really good. I was really impressed, and I'm a, a lot more optimistic about what South Melbourne can do this season. I mean, they're up to second on the table now, so they're which is so weird. I, look, I know they've won lots of games, and and, and they've been good throughout this season. I just didn't realize that they were that yeah. close to second, yeah. and. It's like they came out of nowhere because um, I think the last time I checked, it was the game they drew with Calder, 1-1, down at Lakeside. And I didn't realise they were that high up. But because obviously a lot of results are going strangely as well, not that they aren't deserving of that second spot. It's just, much like Danielle said, just very quickly a loss or a win could take you up sky, you rock you up the ladder or take drop you very, very far down. And the competition's just so tight. And yeah. we're also seeing the changes in lineups. I mean, I think the top four at the moment is closer to what we expected going into the season when you've got South you Berlin, Burundara Heidelberg. The one exception to that was Heidel, was yeah. Burundara, sorry, who if you swapped them and Calder would probably be like, all right, yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's, that's, that's the norm. That's what we're expecting in, in, the, in the ladder across the hole. I do want to say, though, just back on the South Burundara game because then Burundara hit back with two unbelievable goals, unbelievable goals. There was a free kick which was taken from the edge of the box. It was just powered through. And then there was a long-range shot which was which from, from Korea Aquino, which was, Who's wow. been on fire. Who's been on fire. I, I, I struggle to think if anyone's actually going to catch her. I doubt in, it. In the competition for the Golden Boot um, because she is so far in her head. Her head like, what's she had, like 14 goals? It's something ridiculous. Some ridiculous She's like number. more than doubling whoever's second. Yeah, it's crazy. exactly. And she, and she, if you watch her game, she, I, I like her movement off the ball, something I've been really mm. impressed with, and her ability to just do a dummy kind of fake 
and get a defender off her and create space for her, something I've been really impressed with in her game as well. What was so exciting about this game is we got these two bangers from Christina Hall and Correa Aquino to make it 3-2. And then the two goals in the second half were like the opposite in terms <laughs> of like beautiful football and just high quality. I mean, there was the, the, the goal in the first minute of the second half, which came from a goalkeeping error, just kind of sliding through the hands, through the legs and into the back of the net. And then as we talked with Danielle about that goal in, I think the 89th, 89th minute, minute yeah. where you know rec- ricocheted off the goalkeeper back onto Daniel Wise into the back of the net. It was a really a real contrast in kinds of goals, but just on the whole, that game had everything, and it was probably yeah. the game of the season so far. Yeah, probably is. I struggle to think of a game that was better. I mean, Burundara Heidelberg was also very yeah, good. But I'm just it was also crazy, but that didn't have the kind of unbelievable drama. goals yeah. that, that this game had. Well, another game that had some. Goals. That was the Calder taking on Bayside. Mm. Now, I I just want to say this. I Calder won six two, and they were by far and away the best side. But I have to say, I don't know if it's controversial, but Bayside have been one of my favourite teams to watch this season. Okay, I think they have like they are just kind of they embody everything that's the MPL. But I love so much how the growth of Bayside because last year they really struggled with goals, but I love um, some of the players they've got into their squad in the mid-season acquisitions of Isabella Fernandez and last name Johnston. So much of a commentator. Sarah like, Johnston. Sarah Johnston, yeah. knowing her last name, but I can't remember her first name exactly. Mm. Um, and they've got uh, just uh, Kayla Diva, yeah. who I think is just such a workhorse in this game. And I th- appreciate how much of their midfield have has improved uh, I think Olivia Bomford, mm. I believe is her name. I think she's really, really great in, in the midfield. And I just like watching their, their play. I think they're going forward. It's very intense and very frantic. But going forward, they're beautiful to watch at times. And their midfield is a lot stronger. They're not getting overpowered as much as they were last year. And they're, yeah, they're just generally one of my favorite sides to watch in the competition so far. They do look like they've got a new lease on life, yeah, they don't do. they? I mean, who would have thought ten games into the season that Bayside would be ahead of Calder? Yes, That's no, like you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have. Crazy. Yes, no. Even though Calder did beat them and, six and two, I, and, and I look at Bayside and I think that they should be higher on the table because I remember that I called that Alamein game for Bayside, mm. a game they had no no right to lose. I, it still baffles me how they managed to lose that game. Clutching but, defeat from yeah. the jaws of victory, or something like that, <sighs> or maybe. but uh no they are i think they should be applauded for their work they've worked the club has done and the players they've got in to improve and i think it's a benefit obviously as well to having more teams in the competition this year has allowed them to you know the gap is not as far but Mm. it's i think they should be applauded for the the works they've done but colder look like they're getting back on the horse a bit they do raquel dorala scoring a hat trick yeah so they're they're Climbing their way back up. Helen Winsburn, head coach yep. of Calder this year. What are well, co-assistant coach. Co-assistant yeah. coach. Yes, oh, sorry. Sorry, my bad. But um, Mayorana is the yes. other one. Yep. But no, it, it, Calder, you know, they're getting back. It, it'll be interesting to see if the start of the season, that kind of struggles they had is going to really derail their season and their ability to make that finals push. Because I know we made the joke about this only being round 12 of 22 rounds. Twenty three. I can't remember. Yeah, we're we're half we're, we're, we're halfway. halfway. We're halfway, but you kind of have to make your push now because there are there is starting to be a, a semi sort of gap 
up, you know, from the like the top to some of the teams at the bottom. You've kind of just got to keep up with the pace. I still haven't kept a clean sheet this season, Calder. Which is so weird because it's they, so weird. They they will have they conceded only eight goals last year. Something like that. Yeah, it was some, ridiculous. Yeah. And they, I mean, they do still have players coming back. Like we know that they announced that Alana Cern would be back in the in the club, uh, and and presumably they will stabilise, but. Pretty incredible that they were 10 games in in Calder without a clean sheet. Yeah, it's not something you would have had on your bingo card this year. Not that anyone under the age of 50 is playing bingo respectfully. If anyone has an MPLW bingo, bingo card, card. <laughs> let Please us know. Bring that I would love to see it. We'll have you as a guest <laughs> if that's the guest. <laughs> you can run the show, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Um, no, but uh, do you know a player that I saw this, this morning that I think we should give a massive shout out to? Used to play for start of the season with Southern United, now playing for FV Emerging, but just got a call up in Radio Hours' junior Matilda squad heading to. I'm not going to say because I have no idea. I can't remember exactly, remember, and I'm not trying to embarrass myself. In Korea? I think it's Korea. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, is Kira Myers, mm. who I think she, when you watch that Southern United side at the start of the year, who was struggling. Uh, she was one of the, the standouts, and I think she's kind of fit in seamlessly with that FV Emerging squad. Obviously, FV Emerging are much like FV Emerging, where some days they're going to be fantastic, and some days it's not going to go their way. But I think we should give a massive, you know, just applause and congratulations to that young player and sure. making it into one of those uh, national team uh, squads. No, I think so. She's yeah, hasn't quite. I think, been able to make the same impact in the emerging team just yet. They've had a few tough games. Which but she's got it... a connection with... I've... You know what? I don't know why... You I might s- just need to pull the plug. No, I, so I don't <laughs> pull know. Pull the plug, because... No, seriously. The, today's been such a stressful day for my brain. Yeah. And um, But no, I think she... We can see her... I can see the prospects of her player like that. And I think she's really smart on the ball. And I just don't... I weirdly don't see her as a striker. I know she played that role for Southern and maybe that was just out of necessity. We see her be deployed as a winger mm. for FE Emerging. Also more centrally a couple yeah, of times. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I would like to see her maybe playing a deeper role as a number 10 because she's quite a fascinating player and I like her skill set. Fantastic. And I mean, the one, I mean, I think we've got two other games that we haven't yet touched on. One of those was the Friday night game, Box Hill 2, Preston nil. Preston, who started the season really, really brightly, and they've just kind of tailed off a little bit in the last few weeks. I think they've picked up a number of draws, which have kind of stifled their progress. But then, you know, the last two weeks, Box Hill, yeah. Bayside, they're couple three, of four, losses. three at the moment. Yeah, so it's it's maybe just a bit of a reversion to the mean, as much as anything. Uh, both they and Burundara really surprised everyone with how how brightly they started the season. Box Hill United, they were a bit all over the place in the first couple of months of their campaign, to be completely honest. They look like they've started to sort that out a little bit. And I think that the, the inclusion of Sophia Sakalis is huge. Uh, she scored their, their first goal on Friday night. And you just, I mean, we speak a lot about what we like about Sophia Sakalis. And probably right up the top of that list is her game intelligence. And she was so good the way that she, it was a set piece and she timed her run so well and stayed on side. And it was just a full display of what Sophia Sakalis is good at. They also had Mindy Barbieri back, oh, who gosh. provides a lot of composure in the puck Rosie Curtis as well as another player so Box Hill are a team who've been bringing in a lot of uh A-league players and they've really improved on the back of that whilst Preston yes Emma Cech is there we saw Ella Mastro Antonio play on Friday night as well still yet to see Caitlin Torpy actually feature 
I think that Caitlin Torpy will make that Preston side a lot better uh, because they need a bit of a... A spark. A, little of a, a bit of a spark at the moment. Box Hill, though, they're, they're looking much more put together than they, than they were in the first few weeks of the campaign. They were. Box Hill were one of the teams I did really enjoy watching last season, mm. even though they struggled. I just thought that their midfield was always something to... To be envious of and, you know, Sophia Sakalas. I think that's something I've really liked about her game throughout the seasons is that she's continually improved and it, it's never she's never seemed to rest on her laurels and, and just gone to her default setting ever mm. in a game. She's I'm constantly seeing her improve in the MPL and then in the in the dub as well. And I, I think that her intelligence, like you said, Oscar, is is something to be marvelled at, particularly for such a young player and uh, yeah, she's certainly one to continue to watch as she progresses in the game. I think the key improvement for Box Hill is in the first five games of the season, they conceded, quick math, 16 goals. Quick math, nice. And in the last five games, they've only conceded five. Yeah. So that's really where, where the improvements but that's, but come. That's, that's a know, whole team thing. Whole that's not team just making your defence better. Whole, making your team better, but having a little bit more control in the midfield is yeah. relieving a lot of that pressure on their, on their defensive sure. unit. and. Uh, uh, yeah, it will be interesting. They're, they're sitting on 10 points at the moment and Heidelberg are in fourth and they're on 16 points. So, you know, it's certainly not something that that's, you know, out of reach for them. What's great is that perhaps with the exception of Southern United, I don't feel comfortable ruling out any team from the finals race at this point in time where we're at the halfway point of the season. And I mean, FV Emerging are up and down. That's what FV Emerging yeah. do when you've got such young players. But Box Hill are on the rise. Preston, we've seen them play a lot better than they have this season. Calder are getting better. You mentioned how, how good Bayside have been. Alamein are always there and about. So all of these teams who aren't in the top four right now, yeah, I think you can make a strong argument that they may end the season there. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see if Burundara are able to maintain. Obviously, they lost on the weekend and they did lose midweek as well. But uh, if they're able to continue that run... and be interesting to see how the Nike FC Cup, uh, some of these teams are still in there and how much, you know, how that will affect their run mm. later in the season as well. So, you know, I, I think that this is what I like about the dub, uh, dub, the MPL this year. I like the more teams are in the competition. I like how evenly balanced it is. Mm. And I like the players we've got sprinkled out. Obviously, the dub players returning is the, the competition did take a step up in quality, but I also appreciate some of the players that who are on the fringes of getting dub contracts and they they they've got time to shine and you being able to play with players who are playing in the dub a little bit more frequently they are required to be a lot better as well and it'd be interesting to see if how many people you know leave this NPL season feeling that they should get an, an A-League women's contract I'm excited for the rest of the season. I certainly am too. What game are you calling this weekend? Uh this weekend I've got the Friday night game which is Preston Alamein. So two of those teams in the uh, in the mixer, hoping to charge back in towards those finals positions. Well, I've got Calder Box Hill at three p.m. down at Keelor Recreation Keelor, Reserve. Yeah, that's it, Keelor Park Recreation Reserve. So it should be really, really good and really entertaining. But for now, from I've been Pekil Frimpong. You've been. Oscar Rutherford. That's your name. That, that is, is your name. name. That's your name, Oscar Rutherford. Uh, if you missed out on the first 20 minutes of the show, with uh, we spoke to Danielle Wise from uh, South Melbourne. Also Did you just forget as... my name? Is that what happened? No, I just wanted you to say it. Okay, so, cool. God, I wanted you to have your own agency of your own name. Okay, I appreciate that. I feel empowered. <laughs> I try my best. Yeah, I try my best. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we spoke to DJ Wise in the first 20 minutes. So if you missed that, catch that on Spotify and everything else. And uh, you can listen to this bit of the podcast as well if you like. We'd appreciate it. But uh, for now, bye for now.
Pickett. She lays it off. Teresa Polaris. It's an absolute peach. Yes, try.